Hello, everybody, and welcome to Oh, It's a Podcast presents on. What is it called? On Golden Pod. On Golden Pod. A Golden Globes podcast. For a Golden Globes podcast. The one that started it all. We, uh, we're back to the beginning. Much like the pilot of Friends. Yes. Uh, I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. And this is the beginning of our awards season run, where we do a bunch of podcasts about the best stuff and the worst stuff and categories that the Oscars they don't have, but we do, and recaps of the nominations and the awards. And it started four, three years ago Yes. with this very podcast, On Golden Pod, a Golden Globes podcast, where you and I decided, why don't we have a podcast? And we did that. And this is number four. Can you believe we've gone through four Golden Globes with this? I can't believe I've watched four Golden Globes, no. <laughs> it's a harmless award show to watch. That's no, true. Noah's I, notoriously... I was not harmed. No. Noah's notoriously not a fan of the Globes uh, as a show. I was a... Uh, I think uh, I, was, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Katie on the phone earlier, and uh, the way I described it was that... Uh, the Golden Globes are not my favorite award show, but then again, they're probably my second favorite award show. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I don't give a shit about the Emmys. I mean, like, I, nah, I'm, they're above the Emmys, and I think that's the only other contender. Yeah. Well, Critics' Choice is getting a host this year, okay. which isn't that exciting. No. Um, but the SAG Awards are, which is exciting, because SAG Awards are quicker. Uh-huh. They do just the acting of TV and movies. Yeah. Um, I, I got no problem with length. Kristen, people bitch about that every year. Award yeah. shows are long, and we've we've talked about that in the past. And we, yeah, you, you just don't watch if you're worried about what it the being, fuck else are you doing tonight? Being four hours long, just don't watch it. Yeah, or three they're hours. Com- or coming at the end. Yeah, but like, is this keeping you from something? <laughs> Someone have a gun to your head? You're like, oh, it just won't end. Especially if you watch like from seven to ten, and then they go to like ten oh five or ten twenty, and you're just yeah. like, they went over. It's so. Yeah. Was that, did you have somewhere to be at 10? That's what Were I'm you, saying. Yeah. Get exactly. the fuck out of here. Um, but uh, I think it's the SAG that are doing all female presenters as well. Oh, Kristen, yeah. Kristen uh, Bell, who you enjoy, is hosting. It's the first time the SAG Awards will have a host. Mm-hmm. And I know. And uh, <laughs> it's funny. You, we, you, you made that joke, the joke that you're thinking about making. You said something similar, and I made that joke too a few podcasts ago. I think it was on the... Uh, um, Star Wars one. Um, we don't we don't repeat our jokes here. But uh, no, a, I just did. We have a, we have a wide range of subconsciously. Material. No, the um, it's the first time they're having a host, and then the uh, the Critics Choice. I, they do usually have hosts. T.J. Miller hosted the last two years, and they're not having him back. Uh, Olivia Munn. Is will it because be... of that uh, that weird stomach hat thing? Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, like they they now look back on that decision and like, all right, we uh, we got out ahead of that one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but no, I think when the stomach hat thing happened, they were like, nah, this is, uh, two years is enough. Um, Olivia Munn is hosting that one. Okay. Um, but this is Hollywood's quote unquote drunkest night, as they mm. like to say. It's the party. But the only way that it feels like a party to me is the fact that when they cut back from commercial people are walking around and talking to each other it's very loud yeah. very disrespectful and i've noticed this about award shows more recently there's not as much clapping like there are certain 
points where you just applaud, right? Yeah. If someone mentions the hard work of a group of people, you applaud. If someone says, of course, the incredible talents of this producer, you generally applaud. Mm-hmm. There's very little, and people still do it because it is the custom, and then it'll just be like a silent, s- slow applaud, and no one will join in, and it's very strange, and I don't like it. Just do, it's like, do your job. Apl- applaud when appropriate. It's just, it's how it goes. It's how the award shows are. I'd rather that than a few people do it and then it be quiet. I'd, I'd be, uh, I'd be equally as fine with the applause dying out if we could tell the presenters ahead of time to not uh, like pause yeah. for the applause. Right. No applause breaks. Just keep talking. Right. Because that's what's really weird is when they mention like, oh, and of course the wonderful Guillermo del Toro, and then they stop talking, but the audience isn't in on it, mm-hmm. and then they just have to keep going. Like enough of that. Yeah. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Pick one or the other and go forth. So we had uh, two years of Gervais, or was it three? I think it was uh, 30. It was, <laughs> it was three years. I think it might have been three, and then three years. Of, yeah, it was three. And then three years of Faye uh-huh. and Polar, and then a year of Ricky, and then Jimmy Fallon to go nice about it, and now they've gone kind of in the middle uh-huh. to Seth Meyers. From like being like you know I don't care what people think I'll say my jokes to being, but my jokes will be you know not horribly mean to people. Yeah, it's not even that like Ricky. We talked about this last year. It's not even that Ricky, especially last year, was super mean. He just like wasn't funny. I just I can't believe I still can't believe they brought Ricky Gervais back. They he's back. There, what they there said. are so many people in Hollywood. It's what they There's said. There's a lot of them. Uh, Seth Myers was our host, ladies and gentlemen, starting out the night by saying it's 2018, marijuana is finally allowed, and sexual harassment finally isn't. It's going to be a good year. That was a good joke. Yeah. What did you think of them? While I peruse through the monologue, what did you think of uh, him as a host? I thought it was, I don't know. I, I mean, as he was good. Uh, his monologue was good. Yeah. Uh, he had no function beyond that. Mo- they never the, do, and we've talked about this before. Yeah, it's host, weird. Hosts of award shows. Yeah. Like, I don't get... I, on the one hand, uh, they do bits at the Oscars, and they're pretty much always terrible. But uh, at least they're still in the show. No, I know, but that's they're that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is that like you could you could still be a host and like come back every quarter of the show and like do a little routine, uh, but like no one ever likes them. Right. Uh, it's it's sure it's kind of fun when like they drop cookies or there's pizza delivered and like we all but we don't need that. But on the other hand, uh, it's just they come out and give a monologue and then uh, pop up and quip when they announce presenters, Yeah, uh, which also feels weird, but I think I prefer. No, I, I like the bits, because when they work, I, they really work. It helps loosen the room. Kimmel did it sort of successfully last year. He had that whole weird tour bus coming through, which didn't work. Uh-huh. But he, he did other things, and then Ellen who was probably the best at it. She did the selfie thing. She had pizza delivered the second time. It's nice to keep them engaged in the show as well as the audience. Um, so when it works, I do enjoy it, and I like the little size. I, th- I think what they probably should have done this year is uh, had Seth Meyers do like a, uh, a running magician bit. No. Where he could <laughs> he no. could unlock a safe at the end that of the show. That was the year, by the way. <laughs> I know. That we missed the ending of the fucking show. We still show. haven't gotten we the payoff to Neil Patrick Harris's safe-cracking thing. It's not worth looking up. The, no, but what was also, you know, if, if, if the host comes out and then just leaves after the monologue, I, I don't think they're a host. And even if they come out and crack a joke, I, I just it doesn't feel like they're present. Then they're not 
Like, they're not the host. Then just have someone come out and give a monologue. Yeah. I'd, I'd be fine with the adjusting the role An opening. To it's the, just uh, your opener. Yeah. Right? The, the, mo- the monologuer slash... Uh, uh, presenter, presenter. No, I'm no, not even that. Have the, just the announcer do it over the loudspeaker. No, no he's I, done. I like the presenter, presenter jokes. The Keaton Vikander thing was great. Yeah, it was great. And yeah, yeah, and like you, you lose that when you uh, you well, get rid of the presenter, presenter. Well, the Golden Globes is long, and they, do, I mean, it's hard for them to do bits. Tina and Amy tried to do bits, but mm-hmm. it's weird to think that like it just seems like they have less time than the Oscars because the Oscars have. If not, might have more or the same amount of categories, right around the same, like twenty four. Um, but they can usually get through pretty quickly. But again, if, if, I, you know, we also talked just a moment ago about length and how it's and we don't care how long it is. So have have a host be a host, and he comes out and does bits, and it's as long as it needs to be. Yeah. That's fine. The thing I'll say about uh, the Oscars over the Globes, uh, and I, I have no idea. I don't retain these shows, uh, so I don't know if this was new this year. But uh, it just, the Globes felt really disjointed. The whole TV and movies thing, uh, like, I never have any idea. This year? Yeah, I never have any idea. I I, I won't say never, because I have no idea if I felt this way last year, but I had no idea where we were in the show. You did not say that last Uh, year. Well, I don't know if it was true last year. Maybe I just kept to myself. Uh, It's a good thing to do on a podcast. Just, I have a thought about it. I'm going to let it simmer. (laughs) (laughs) Bust this one out next next year. year, Yeah. but yeah, like I just I don't I can't uh, I can't keep track. I don't know when they do things. Uh, I feel like they used to more cleanly divide it between TV and movies. I think they might have for a year or two. Just be like we're doing the TV side now. Yeah, uh, I think they do that. I feel at like the, that's better. Sag Awards. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Um, we we obviously don't do a show about the Critics' Choice, but something I will say for talking about format: the Critics' Choice has a lot of categories because uh-huh. they do you know breakthrough uh, or like um, young yeah. male female, but they also do like action movie and action star and comedy. But they 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 can't do all of them in in the, they have like two hours. They obviously don't get a full three or something, but they do it in less time. So they'll when they go to commercial, they'll say like, and the winner of this was this, and it's like no no no, no. no you can't like get rid of that category or just announce it on TV. Yeah, or just no, have a this isn't this isn't the Grammys. Yeah, have a Critics Choice. Uh, what is it? The Technical Critics Choice. Yeah, and have like two famous people. They did like a luncheon a couple weeks ago yeah. and just gave them out to people. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I mean, Seth Meyers is a great monologuist. Yeah. He's had several years on SNL to perfect that with his Weekend Update, which you weren't originally a fan of his at all, and you've warmed to him. I think it was starting with his first year hosting the ESPYs. Yeah, he, he did really a, uh, he had, took he a, had a gra- He had a great mon- monologue on an ESPYs. Yeah. Uh, and then his... Uh, I, I, like, I don't know, I, I appreciated him on SNL, but like I just... I, he had, he you had never ticks. liked anyone who did Update. Like when we were like watching it, you like uh-huh. you hated Faye, you hated Polar, you hated you hated. I didn't hate Tina Fey. No, I, I thought you didn't Polar. like Tina Fey. Yeah, you didn't like Polar in the sketches, so you didn't like her on Update. Um, I, I I mean, I I didn't like her on Update either. Okay. I just I didn't like her on SNL. But you do. But we've rewatched it, and you have grown appreciated. Yeah, and like I might like her in some sketches more but, now too. But but uh, but yeah, it's just like you. There's this weird thing I noticed with you and Update Anchors. But Seth Meyers, though, uh, you've turned a corner on. You enjoy him. Now. Yeah, uh, he's very good he, at doing. He had, he had a habit on Update of following up on his jokes. That's true. Uh, really in a way like that, that really annoyed you me. You really don't like the follow up. That's true. Um, yeah, but he'd, he'd say a joke and be like, ah. 
but uh, but you didn't see that one coming or some shit. Very, no, that was about very it. Irritating. That was his go-to every time. It was. Uh, <laughs> you didn't see that one coming. It was, it he was had his T-shirts printed. Yeah, with just his, his face slogan. and that and a speech bubble. Yeah, and it's him with his thumb pointing away yeah. from him, just like that one. Um, it was it was a good tight topical monologue. Uh, it didn't seem too long. It actually felt kind of short. The fact that you said it was twelve minutes really surprised me, um, because it's it felt short. He lost the audience for a second. Uh-huh. It was the joke. That went, uh, they tried to get a woman to host the show. They really did. They said, hey, how would you like to come and be judged by some of the most powerful people in Hollywood? And women were like, hmm, well, where is it? And they said, it's at a hotel. And long story short, I'm your host tonight. That got, that was crickets. Yeah. Uh, this was the bit of the whole monologue that you laughed the hardest at. Mm. Um, just that that whole thing. Then then he went into a Trump joke about uh, Hollywood Foreign Press being his least three favorite words. and Perfectly fine joke. Hillary-Mexico Salad Association. A, w- a wonderful observation. Yeah. And then, and then, which I thought might have been his best joke, that got a lot of ooze. Yeah. Um, Elephant in the Room, Harvey Weinstein is in here. Difficult to work with. But don't worry, he'll be back in 20 years when he becomes the first person ever booed during the In Memoriam. That's a great joke. Yeah. Because... He's done so much for the film industry that, but at the same time, they can't put him in an in memoriam, like ever. Yeah. So it's just it's a weird thing to go. So like, do they or don't they? Uh-huh. Um, and if they did, he would be booed. And then he said, uh, "It's it'll sound like that." And people like ood at it. Yeah. And then he went in right to the the spacey joke, and people did not like the southern accent, which is a big thing for you. As soon as yeah. he said that, for, I'm like, "That's right." Of all, it's a great joke because we've all been pretending for years. Uh, that Kevin Spacey's not doing a horrendous southern <laughs> accent on that show. And then he did his classic Seth Meyers pantering where he goes, Oh, is that too mean yeah. to Kevin Spacey? <laughs> um, Which was true. I don't know. I have, I have, a, I think I have like a sort of natural internal reaction uh, to enjoying jokes more that should be enjoyed when they're uh, clearly not being enjoyed. Right. Uh, like that Weinstein shit was really funny. Yeah, and the whole room was silent. Yeah, quiet. And so I think that just that like kicked it in more for me. Yeah, <laughs> just trying, yeah. just trying to make up yeah. the difference. And it took him a little bit to get the room back, um, but he he had the the get out joke about being lured to a place yeah. full of aging. That was good. I didn't get the second one. I didn't get that it was so sad when they hit that deer. You're they're racist. Was it just because they were focusing on that uh, yeah, portion I, of it? Th- yeah, I, t- I took that as just that's their takeaway. Okay. Like, oh no, a deer died. Yeah, the Shape of Water, Woody Allen thing. Naive yeah. young woman falls in love with a disgusting sea monster. <laughs> that's just funny. Manhattan like Manhattan water. in water, yeah. That was good. Uh, the post joke did not work out because it didn't win anything. That's true. Um, but it was still we'll talk good. talk later about whether or not that's weird. Yeah. Uh, it was so good on the last. The Stranger Things one went one way too long for a joke about someone, the guy from Radio Shack dating his mom. Ah. Uh, the Sesame Street was great. Uh, the Bert and Ernie Call Me By Your Name thing. Sure. Uh, as a fan of Bert and Ernie, I always love the domestic uh, squabble yeah. one, thing. One day we'll reach the bottom of that well, but I don't think we have yet. No. And then uh, The Deuce. Um, New York was so seedy, there were two James Francos. Mm. That was funny. Um... The uh, and then uh, the the Oprah Winfrey saying uh, what you said he talked about on Pod Save America where he said uh, at the um, trying to when I was correspondence the... dinner yeah making fun of her so she'll run for president and let me tell you something she might run for president because that was a hell of a campaign speech that she gave can we not uh, no 
Um, Everyone stop. We'll talk about this her speech. This isn't a new door that's been opened. We'll talk about her speech later. Let's get to some winners. Let's right. get to some winners. Let's do TV first. Uh, Please. The... Wait, hang on. I have a better idea. We'll alternate? Let's do, let's do them at random. Okay. <laughs> like they did tonight. We'll just pick an award we'll go to Winfrey hat. now. Um, leading the TV nominees, not surprisingly, was Big Little Lies. Yes. Because so was... many so many people you can nominate. Um so let's go right into supporting. Now, this is something that we uh, have issue with just in general. Best supporting performance in a series, miniseries, or television film. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I say this every time this comes up on podcasts, Golden Globes, Emmys, whatever. I'm going to uh, make my arguments once and quickly. Television is television. They're all just the shows now. <laughs> go fuck yourselves. Uh, supporting actor. Thank you. Um, supporting actor nominees were David Arbor, Stranger Things, Alfred Molina, Feud, Betty and Joan, Christian Slater, Mr. Robot, Alexander Skarsgård, Big Little Lies, and David Thule's List. Fargo, Noah, who would you vote for? You've seen some of those. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Skarsgård, uh, Skarsgård was a great choice. I was pulling for Thulis. Uh, thought it was, uh, relatively speaking, a weaker season for Fargo, but, uh, I thought Thulis was one of the best parts of it, and uh, yeah, he also had a great year appearing as the villain Wonder Woman for some reason. Hades, uh, not Hades, Hermes, Ares. Yes. God damn it! <laughs> something Apollo. Wait, something. Zeus. Wait, Hercules. <laughs> Shit, god of something. Yeah. God of something. Um, uh, I would vote for Skarsgård, but I think Alfred Molina is a close second. Although I got to give a one-ups to David Harbour, though he had a great year on Stranger Things. Sure, um, but uh, Alexander Skarsgård won. He gave a very weird speech. Yeah, uh, that was a. There weren't there weren't a lot of moments that stood out. Just like little things for me. Uh, but Skarsgård uh, trying to backpedal. Uh, when he was like Kidman, uh, well, not just. I mean, everyone was great. I just, I was with Kidman more. I love all of you too. And I'm like, man, we know. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz isn't going to be. It wasn't. Devastated. It wasn't weird until they you made it weird, it. and now it's weird. Uh, supporting actress nominees were uh, Laura Dern, Big Little Lies, and Dowd. The Handmaid's Tale, Chrissy Metz, This Is Us, Michelle Pfeiffer, The Wizard of Lies, Shalene Woodley, Big Little Lies. Noah, who gets your vote? You've seen uh, three of these. Yeah, and uh, it's Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. Laura, She'd give my vote as well. Laura Dern's in uh, in a weird spot where, like, I, n- I never really considered Laura Dern no. uh, very much. No. Uh, but it's recently become clear to me that she's, like, uh, outstanding. Not only is she just outstanding as an actress, but she's like uh, she's like a pillar, yeah, and kind of always has been, yeah. And I just didn't know it, yeah. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, well, of course. Like she she wasn't just like, oh yeah, she was great in Jurassic Park. Like that's just part of a pantheon. And of Jurassic roles. Park three, she called the army. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. She did. She saved everybody. She she could she could hear gargling, and then her son with the dinosaur toy went rawr, rawr, and she was like, holy yeah. shit. Thank God that kid was there. <laughs> Man, Otherwise, she would not have put it together. I her. <laughs> uh, and she did win. And she's lovely. And she yes. gave a great speech. Good for her. Best performance uh, by an actor in a miniseries or television film. The Oscar nominees were Robert De Niro, The Wizard of Lies, Jude Law, The Young Pope, Hewan McGregor, Fargo, Kyle MacLachlan, Twin Peaks, Jeffrey Rush, Genius. No, you've seen one of these, so <laughs> yes. have I. So we're rooting for the winner. Hewan McGregor, yes. Fargo. Uh... 
Yeah, good for him. Adulterer uh, as he may be. Yeah, that's good a, for that's him. a weird story. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping for the young pope. I haven't seen the young pope. <laughs> Why? Uh, and uh, I mean, I've heard it's great, but I mostly still just find uh, just the 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 idea of the title is still very amusing. To me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His and name like, is a uh, Pope Pius. Yeah. The thirteenth. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of Pius's. I guess. Pi. <laughs> pope Pi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, best and human give a, okay fine speech. Yeah. Uh, best perform. This isn't going to be a podcast where we talk a lot about speeches, except uh-huh. for one big one. But there weren't like a lot of like holy shit that speech. Right. Um, best performance by an actress in a miniseries or television film. Uh, nominees were Jessica Biel, The Sinner, Nicole Kidman, Big Little Lies, Jessica Lange, Feud, Betty and Jones, Susan Sarandon, Feud, Betty and Joan, and Reese Witherspoon, Big Little Lies. We've seen. Well, you've seen two, I've seen four, but only from two shows. Yeah. Isn't that weird? What um, a category. Sorry, Sinner. Uh, who would you get a, give it from Big Little Lies? We've talked about this before with the Emmy stuff. but yeah. uh, And I mean, like, this is a... Are you a Kidman or Witherspoon puller? I I don't know. I feel like this is a... Uh, this is a I, for, I forget where I ultimately came down on Kidman versus Witherspoon as, like, a personal feeling. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like... Kidman wins the award yeah. uh, every time. Yeah, she wins. She'll probably win at SAG also. Yeah, and I mean, like that's not. Oh, just do you what mean happens you like will that. give her? I, yeah, exactly. I think that's oh, what should happen. I see. See, I uh, would vote for Reese. Interesting. Every time, not every like performance, but she. Yeah. I thought that she as as great as Witherspoon was, and she was wonderful. I, there was something uh, about Witherspoon. I, we I've gone into it before, yeah. but well, uh, so she. Got it's 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 largely because Reese Witherspoon just has. A, has that certain quality to her? Yeah. Uh, that's uh, not that. God, I'm scars going. <laughs> not that. Not that Kidman doesn't. Kidman's also great. Everyone's great. <laughs> God forbid I single someone out. Uh, Nicole Kidman gave a good speech, though. Yeah, she did give a good one about women and everything. It was nice. Um, you know the whole this coming off the backs of uh, the Me Too and the sexual harassment stuff, and the big thing for the New Year's Times Up. Yeah. Um, uh, there were a lot of political speeches like that, and she gave a really, really good one. Um, oh, before we continue, did you notice anybody not wearing black? We saw the Academy president. Yes. Francis McDormand. Anybody else of note? There was one other. Per- I didn't. I don't know who it was. There was one other person. Uh, who was up there, uh, and they were standing next to someone who was clearly wearing like a solid black dress. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, is that it? Is that like a navy blue coat, or <laughs> is it just like pale black? Yeah. I uh, also think the whole thing is like we can't like get on people who didn't wear black because that's just no, yeah, defeats I, the I purpose. No, I know, but it's just I was thinking like, are we going to be tomorrow being like, who are you, who didn't? Let's make a list. But, yeah. Like that's kind of <laughs> what were you? What were you thinking? Defeats the purpose of it. Uh, I think it might have been Susan Sarandon. Oh, maybe. Um, no, she had like a coat on. Did might you say have, coat? It might have been a navy blue coat. Okay. Uh, best performance by uh, an actor in a television series, musical, or comedy. Your nominees were, uh, or as Claire Foy would say, Anthony Anderson, Blackish, Aziz Ansari, Master of None, Kevin Bacon. I love Dick. Entire podcast was just a setup to get me to say that. And now we have it recorded. So we can just we can just ping pong me and Amelia Clark saying that back and forth forever. <laughs> like it's a contest you guys yeah. are having. Yeah. 
It's the same one over and over and over and over and over and over. I love dick. Guys, you can both love dick. Um, No one did because it's canceled. William H. Macy, Shameless, Eric McCormick, Will and Grace. Surprisingly, Aziz Ansari, Master of None, which is fine. I've said for I love the show. I think it's one of the best shows on television. He is the worst part of it. Yeah. But not like a terrible one. He's fine in it, but he's not like an actor. That's great. His performance is not like the shining strength of the show. No. However, good for the show for getting that recognition. Yeah. Uh, I thought McCormick would get it. Um, oh, I thought you were joking. No, I was serious. Not McCormick. Uh, he's won before, and they, hmm. the, 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 like Will and Grace, those, the Hollywood Foreign Press. Um, and I'd probably give it to him too. But uh, yeah, good. I mean, it's nice for the show, especially in its second year, and hopefully this um, impedes him to not wait two years and have your stories. You know, he says, "I want to live my so go go hurry up. yeah go places." <laughs> Yeah, go into a jungle and just be like, great, I have a story now. Um, best performance by an actress. Oh, who would you... <laughs> you only watch one show. Yeah. Uh, best Aziz. performance by an actress in a musical or comedy. Um, your nominees were Pamela Adlon, Better Things, Alison Brie, Glow, Rachel Brosnahan, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Issa Rae, Insecure, Frankie Shaw, Smilf. Um, ba 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 which I hear is great. All these shows are actually supposed to be great. Yeah. Um, who gets your vote? Oh, I mean, I've seen two. So Issa. Issa over... Alison Brie. As Ruth Zoya the Destroyer Wild. Yeah. Who is also, I think, really great in mm-hmm. Glow. I don't, um, I don't want to brush her aside. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to single anybody out. I, uh, but no, Issa's, uh, Issa's it. I would give it to the actual winner, uh, Rachel Brosnahan, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, and it's one of those things that we I've said it on every fucking Golden Globes podcast we've ever done. Mm. But uh, they love their freshman shows, and so it was uh, obviously one. I mean, I've I've gone over this before, but um, Lena Dunham won for the first season of Girls. Uh, Rachel Bloom won for the first season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's the thing they do; they like doing it. Uh, but she she gave a fine speech. She seemed like really wasn't sure what to say. She didn't yeah. really expect it. Especially because it's... And she's been nominated for an Emmy before. She was in she was on House of Cards. But she, this is like her first big thing. So yeah. I get it. But I'm, I was hoping for the enthusiasm of Rachel Bloom, who, if you remember, went up there and was just like f- struck by it. She yeah. just... I'm, I, I feel like... Uh... I don't know. Brosnan is like... She's like just getting here. Yeah. Uh I mean, her show I think, premiered like a month ago. Yeah, I think I think it's understandable to get up there and be like, "Hey, this is great. I don't really know what's going on. I'm gonna go sit down. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll catch up with you in a few years." Uh, best performance in a drama. Best performance by an actor in a drama series. Your nominees were Jason Bateman, <coughs> Ozark, Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us, Freddie Highmore, The Good Doctor, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, and our boy, Leif Schreiber, for Ray Donovan. What a show! How many seasons do you think Ray Donovan's been on for? I'm going to say it's uh, just finished its sixth. No, just finished its five. Damn. Ooh, too bad. Um, it's had 12. Yeah, that's good. Now I've already renewed for six, though. It's coming back, baby. You Next can't year, keep, I'll have been right. You can't keep Ray Donovan down. Uh, that's the premise of the show. You've seen, Ray Donovan is unstoppable. You've seen one. Yes. Jason Bateman, I I I was actually I actually would have voted for Jason Bateman. I thought he was phenomenal in Ozark, yeah. um, so good. But I'm glad Sterling K did. He he gives the hell. He gave a good speech too. He's very good at giving yeah. speeches. Like yeah, he gives a good speech everywhere. He really does. He really does. 
Best performance in a television series drama. Your nominees were, oh boy, Catriona Balf. I, I don't watch Outlander, so I don't know how to pronounce her name. Uh, Claire Foy, The Crown. Maggie Gyllenhaal, The Deuce. Catherine Langford, 13 Reasons Why. Elizabeth Moss, The Handmaid's Tale. Who are you giving that one to? You've oh, seen... God. I've seen Elizabeth Moss. Oh, shit, you have. God yeah. damn it. I've seen three. I'd give it to Claire Foy. All right. Um, especially because it's her last season. Mm. She's so good on the show. Um, I, have, I have no problems with Elizabeth Moss winning no, the awards No, I don't either. Uh, I, I, although, I mean, Catherine like, Langford would have been cool too. For a... Doesn't even really matter what she's winning the awards for. I'm just I'm cool with the I'm cool with her getting them, despite being a nut. <laughs> Some people are nuts. What are you gonna do? It's rude. No. Uh, best series, musical or comedy. The nominees were Blackish, uh, Master of None, The Marvelous Miss Maisel Smilf, and Will and Grace. Noah, you've seen one. Yeah. I've seen <laughs> one, two, three, four. And I would give that to, I guess, Master of Nuns, probably the best show on there. Hey, but I was I'm, right. <laughs> that's right. You say who you would think, and I tell you which is correct, um, which is what I would think. Although, uh, Marvel's Miss Maisel, Blackish, and Will and Grace are all doing are actually really great. Um, but again, they're freshman show, Miss Maisel. Yeah. So. Good for them. Yeah, sure. People might watch it now. Uh, and Amy Sherman, we get. I was that was your first Amy Sherman experience, wasn't it? Yeah. How'd it go? And your first Daniel Paladino experience. Daniel Paladino needs to get the fuck out of there. What's he doing? He's what standing off about, to the side. Yeah, what is it about Daniel Paladino? It's his that, face and his hair. Okay, gotcha. Just the way he looks, though. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Understand. It's his looks. He's I a understand. dude. It's fine. Uh, He's a dude. It's fine. I can make fun of the way a dude looks. Yeah, those, these that, women are so sensitive. Dudes them, can take it. Them's the, it's not that they're sensitive. It's that it's just not appropriate. Right. Uh, but you know, uh, we can make fun of men still. <laughs> and I pray that there is not a day where we can't. <laughs> I mean, eventually that'll reach a fever pitch, and we won't be able to make fun of anyone Who is when it? that day comes. Who is? Is it like Jacob Tremblay is like a twelve-year-old boy? Someone just like makes fun of him. No, yeah, I, like, I said it would it. reach a fever pitch. It's Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> we all just gang up on Jimmy yeah. Fallon. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to imagine a world in which people gang up on Jimmy Fallon too much, mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't, I can't picture it. My imagination is not that broad. What did you think of Amy Sherman's speech? Uh, She's a she, wacky gal. She, <laughs> she, Do you know why they talk so fast now on Gilmore Girls? Yeah, just because they're uh, trying to talk over her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I uh, because if when she says action. Until she says cut, she knows she has to be quiet, mm-hmm. and she can't take that long being silent, yeah. so she makes them rush through their lines yeah, so go, she go, can go, talk go. again, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, Gilmore Girls is very enjoyable, yeah. I'm sure. Marvelous Maisel is very good. Yeah, when we watch it, you uh, like it. It's good. Amy Sherman Palladino seems exhausting. Yeah. She sure does. She's got hats on hats <laughs> on hats. Oh, yeah. Uh, best uh, drama series. She, she seer- likes cheese. Is there cheese around? Such... And Amy Sherman Paladino, nothing to say. Uh, best drama series. Your nominees were uh, The Crown, Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, This Is Us, The Handmaid's Tale. I've seen all of these. I haven't. That's exciting. Yeah, you've seen three. No, two. Three. Which we what are you giving it to? This is for this current season of Game of Thrones. Yes. All right, then Stranger Things with all the dragons <laughs> and the traveling. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I would give it to... If I'm picking out of those three, I'd give it to Stranger Things as well, but I'm going to give it to The Crown because it's wonderful. Um, but The Handmaid's still one because it is the show of the moment. Noah, yes. now is the time to tell the people what we thought of The Handmaid's Tale. All right. Haven't we told them? We can tell them again. I'm just saying. All right. This podcast now, is going to be listened by time. legions of people who have yes. never listened to us before, so That's we might true. as well Golden tell them what we're thing. all about. Uh, I mean, The Handmaid's Tale was uh, not very good, I don't think. I feel like I don't uh, think I don't know. I mean, I can only I can only uh, I'm, I'll I'll use I statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Elizabeth Moss was great. Yeah, uh, the acting was great. Yeah, Alex Bledel was great. Foster Hofsky was great. Max uh, Minghella was your favorite character. Max Minghella sucks. <laughs> Everything about him sucks. The show was uh, at many times nonsensical. And uh, strangely put together, <laughs> and uh, oddly characterized, uh-huh. and they had a lot of weird modern non-diegetic music, which I was not on board with. <laughs> uh, and that's my take. Well, not not super good. Be- <laughs> Best miniseries or television film? I missed this one. Um, your nominees were Big Little Lies, Fargo, Feud, Betty and Joe, and The Sinner, Top of the Lake, China Girl. Oh, you missed this one. Because it's 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 last on the list, and I decided to go with the performances for oh, the like miniseries. Oh, you skipped over it? Or, I see. Yeah, and I meant, I meant to go back, but I got caught up in okay. our uh, our uh, energetic. Well, this is the big chemistry. award anyway. This is the this is the one everyone wants. This is the most coveted award of the evening. <laughs> I don't think it's the motion guy. picture film drama. Um, are you picking Fargo or Big Little Lies? Big Little Lies. Yeah, I am too. Uh, and then Feud and Fargo are pretty close because I loved Feud, but Big Little Lies is uh, the crowning achievement this year of yeah. miniseries. Uh, super, super good. Cannot wait for season two. All right, now we get to business. That was pleasure. <sighs> business time so is now. pleasurable. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go here real quick. I want to pull up which... Uh, foreign language films are still eligible for the Academy. I okay. don't know if In the Fade is anything. Yeah, it is. Okay, good. All right, so uh, basically we're going to go through the nominees, say what we would have picked, what won, and then I'll kind of give a very amateurish take on what this might mean for Oscar. Cool. Um, basically... Very similar to the last half of the podcast. Basically discl- having a disclaimer here that basically states that I... Uh, the, the Golden Globes aren't voted on by the Academy. Um, ballots are, they are voting for nominations right now. Um, so this gets things into the spotlight and stuff. But the fact that someone won here is not an indication that they might. What it does is bring greater awareness and it helps the films that won to have a winner of a Golden Globe so that voters might potentially see it. It's not like the SAG where like if, oh, well, if Gary Oldman won the SAG and the acting branch has the most voters, then it's likely, that kind of thing. So, grain of salt, everybody. Salt everywhere. Um, Okay, best foreign language film. The nominees were Fantastic Woman from Chile, First They Killed My Father, the Angelina Jolie film from Cambodia, uh, in the Fade from Germany and France, uh, Loveless from Russia, and The Square from Sweden, Germany, and France. Uh, and In the Fade one, which is exciting because I hear it's really good, and it's not The Square, which I hear is uh, super long and dull. Um, and I, has Elizabeth Moss in it for some reason. I think they should have to pick a country. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, That's all I got. Good I, for them. 
Yeah, Diane Kruger's in it. Uh, I don't know what it's about. Oh, you'll like this. The film is named after a song by Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, sure. Whose lead singer, Josh Holm, wrote the film's score. Ah. Oh. A, lot of, a lot of people from bands I like writing scores this year. There we go. All right, Best Original Souls. That's it. Best Original Song. Your nominees were Home, um, that Nick Jonas had a part in from Ferdinand. I'll do, like, famous people on it. Uh, Mighty River from Mudbound, which had Raphael Sadiq and Mary J. Blige, as well as somebody else who nobody's heard of. Uh, Remember Me, Coco, from the uh, Robert Lopez, who did Avenue Q and Book of Mormon, and also wrote all the songs for Frozen uh, with uh, his wife, Kristen Anderson Lopez, who also wrote co-wrote this song from Coco. Uh, the Star, which had Mariah Carey on it from The Star. And This Is Me from the, as the poster for The Greatest Showman will tell you, the Academy Award winning lyricist of La La Land. Uh, and This Is Me one. And I, I don't think that this is significant um, because like, The Greatest Showman is such a Golden Globes movie, right? Yeah. It's big, it's flashy, it came out at the end of the year, big movie stars, that kind of thing. Um, so I get them picking this over Coco. Uh, the fact that Coco... Uh, one animated feature. I, I think that I also think that it's it's more. It will resonate more with voters because it's a fucking great song. What a uh, what a shit lineup of songs though. Yeah, not great. Well, I don't know. Maybe the Mudbound one is good with Mary yeah, Jane. Sure. Uh, but Ferdinand, the Star, are both in there. They are Noah. They are. You couldn't have nominated Sufjan Stevens. No, Noah. No. I mean, there's a lot of other good people in play. Common and Audra Day for a song from Marshall called Stand Up for Something. Uh, Amir Thompson and Tariq Trotter, who are Black Thought and Questlove for It Ain't Fair from Detroit. As you stated, The Mystery of Love. Uh, Sufjan Stevens. There's there's good people that are still in play here that could could be cool to pop up on Oscar morning. Um, But uh, This Is Me one, which I played for you on a commercial break, and you did not care for it. No, I wasn't into it. I find it catchy. I think it's a nice earworm. Uh, Best Animated Feature, but Coco, obviously, is the better song. Um, Best Animated Feature, your nominees were The Boss Baby, uh, The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent. We've only seen one. But I can't imagine it's close. No, maybe The Breadwinner here. It's great. Mm. But no, I can't imagine it's better than Coco. Coco won, deservingly so. It is, uh, let's see, let's count these Pixar movies. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's the eighth. They actually instituted this category in 2006, and since then, eight, um, Pixar's won eight times. Yeah. It actually won for the first, uh, one, two, three, four, five, five years for Adventures of Tintin stole it away from them. Um, I might have also weird because that wasn't good. I might have also counted Frozen as a Pixar movie. I don't know and I don't care to check. Um, but yeah, Coco, good for it. It's probably going to steamroll to the Oscars. Uh, best original score. Um, your nominees were uh, Carter Burwell, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, Alexandre Desplat for The Shape of Water, Johnny Greenwood, Phantom Thread, John Williams, The Post, and Hans Zimmer, Dunkirk. Uh, I listened to the three movies I saw. I, you know, we haven't seen Phantom Thread or The Post, yeah. so I did not listen to those scores, but I did listen to all three of the other ones last week. They're all great, uh, but I, there's something really special about uh, Alexandre Desplat's For The Shape of Water, so I'm really glad that that did win. I don't have a particular choice out of uh, 
the three we've seen, uh, I think any of them would make me very happy. Yeah. Uh, I'm also uh, pulling for Johnny Greenwood anyway. Uh, he might uh, he might win the Oscar. I mean, that would be it's, cool. it's I, I it's possible. I, there's not like a front runner where like that's the score, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the Shape of Water is probably going to roll into Oscar Day as the most nominated movie, which helps in its favor. And if it's winning. Um, director or screenplay not screenplay but maybe actress something like that the you know if it's winning some text it could sneak in i have no idea how to predict score um best screenplay your nominees were uh Gamble del toro and vanessa taylor for the shape of water greta gerwig lady bird liz hannon hannah and josh singer the post martin mcdonough three billboards outside ebbing missouri and aaron sorkin molly's game Noah, what is your pick? You've seen we've seen four of these. God, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I think I, it's Lady Bird, but it's it, Lady Bird and Three Billboards and Neck and Neck for yeah. me. Yeah, that's probably what I'm grappling with as well. Uh, I might agree with you that it's Lady Bird. Um, there's there's some there's something about I don't know. There's something about Lady Bird. Uh, and I'll, I'll save a lot of this for when we're talking about specific movies in later podcasts. But it uh, it really uh, it really stuck with me. The uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched it this morning, and I, I liked it even more the second time. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I did, too. But just, like, the way... When, and, like, you know, spoilers for later in this podcast. Uh, when they won... Uh, Oh, the best comedy. Yeah, uh, and they're they're all up there, and uh, Greta Gerwig's giving her speech. She's very excited. Yeah, like I was, I was way more excited about an awards winner than like I am for your average awards yeah. winner, even for a movie I really like. Yeah, and I, I was just, at the time I was sitting there thinking like, Lady Bird's gonna be like a thing. Yeah. with me like that's a that's very high on my list of movies. Yeah, and there's something very specific about the writing, and I was watching it this time really wanting to notice the writing and the editing. Um, and uh, there's something, there's so many choices that she makes where things are unspoken, but you know exactly who these people are. You recognize these people and their motivations. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really... And there's uh, just so many of them, and they're all so, like... Well all the characters? All. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, but Mark McDonough won. <laughs> Yeah, sure. He's, he's, he's a very good writer as well. <laughs> he's like your favorite writer? Yeah. So uh, you must have been happy about that. Yeah. And someone a... tell me if he's dating Phoebe Waller-Bridge, <laughs> because I'd be fine with that, and then they should do a movie together and invite me over for dinner. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, Martin McDonough, I think, uh, having made three movies that I uh, either really, really like or love... Uh, I am now comfortable calling him uh, my current uh, favorite filmmaker. Aww. I feel like two movies isn't quite enough. Right. Uh, but yeah, three, three's a good number. Best director, and plus he has the accent, which you go gaga well, for. Well, yeah. Makes like you a, swoon. I like Ireland. Swoon. Best director, your nominees were uh, Martin McDonough, Three Billboards Outside Epping. Oh, I'm sorry, as Nellie Portman would say, you're all male. 
nominees yeah. shame, for best shame, shame we missed that dig yeah we can find it it's on twitter but it sounded wonderful um martin mcdonough three billboards outside ebbing missouri christopher nolan dunkirk guillermo del toro the shape of water ridley scott all the money in the world uh steven spielberg the post we've seen three of these and i'm giving it to nolan goodness for gracious. dunkirk uh, and I, I did not for any of his other ones. I, I want to point that out. I'm not the guy who's you, like... You're not you're not a Nolan fanboy. No, I'm a Nolan fan and I'm a boy. Sure. But I'm not being like Dark Knight, Best Picture, Best Director, done. Yeah. Inception, Interstellar, all robbed. No. Uh, Inception might have been. No, Interstellar might have been. But no, yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I'm picking him, though. Yeah, I think uh, I, think I probably would, too. Uh, Out of Dun- these. Yeah, Dunkirk was a, it's a very specially done movie. Yeah, it really was. But Guillermo del Toro won, and I thought that was wonderful. He gave yeah. a great speech. We missed it, and we listened to it uh, when we were sitting at the table here. Um, and he also, I mean, he really deserved it. Because it was, this I think was a complete evolution of him as a filmmaker. It was like what every other movie was building up toward. And I'm yeah. not necessarily, I don't necessarily mean like Pacific Rim built to this. But like if you watch a correlation between like his last fairy tale movie, Pan's Labyrinth, and this one, there's such an mm-hmm. evolution as a director. And it's much more assured um, in his storytelling. And um, it's really something special, that one. So it's a good choice nonetheless. Um... Best supporting actress in a in anything. Actually, this could be anyone. Yeah. Although, I mean, just split them. I'd like to see some comedy actresses get nominated for comedy movies. All right, your nominees were Mary J. Blige, Mudbound, Hong Chow, Downsizing, Allison Janney, I, Tanya, Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird, Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water. You know... We specifically, for this moment... Yes. And Critics' Choice and Sack, um, saw Downsizing on Saturday. Yes. Uh, you know, you say you'd like to see uh, more comedy actresses nominated. I but, also uh, say I want a revolution. Yeah. Uh, I think three of the five in this category would have been nominated for comedy. Yes, I know. I know, I know. But but, but there could have been more. And then there could have been more just straight drama actresses nominated. I, I think it's strange to not split them when you split everything else. Yeah, uh, I agree. Just because it's... But then do you split director and screenplay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I think, down. I th- Golden Globes should be a two night affair, and I don't mean consecutively. I mean TV Globes, and mm. we do that with TV too. Yeah, TV Globes and movie Globes, two nights. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's strange to be like, yeah, we have to separate Best Picture into comedy and drama because they're so different. Yeah. But who gives a shit about supporting actor? And you have the TV Globes in July then, and do the same thing like uh, before the nominations are announced for the Emmys. That kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for sure. For but sure. yeah, supporting actress. Who are you voting for? You've uh, seen uh, two. Oh, you're voting for Metcalf. Yeah, I'm voting for Metcalf. You were super upset when Allison Janney won. I'm not sure Something I was super upset. I never expected to see, which was disdain and disgust toward Allison Janney. This, you, is a, this is a wildly unfair misrepresentation. Uh, you, you were, but you were, you were, you were disappointed. I was vocally disappointed. Yes, you were. Uh, having not seen Allison Janney in the role, uh, I would have liked to see Laurie Metcalf win. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure Allison Janney is terrific. Are you not voting for Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water? I am not. I see. Uh, she was perfectly fine uh-huh. in her uh, limited and. Uh, unsubstantial role. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm sure Allison Janney is great. 
Yeah. Uh, and this is this is largely a reaction of like Alice and Janney uh, is already a fairly well decorated actor. Right. Uh, and uh, will have chances to be back. Uh, Laurie Metcalf. Maybe. How many movie roles does she get? I, don't know. I, I mean, just I don't care about movies, but like just winning awards in oh, general. I see. Uh, I don't know. Roseanne's coming back. Laurie Metcalf has a whole new show. Yeah, that's fine. Give her give her an Emmy for Roseanne. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I feel like Laurie Metcalf will have fewer of those opportunities. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I just uh, I loved her in that movie so much. I yeah. Like, uh, I guess I don't really care if she wins the Globe. I'd like to see her win an Oscar for it. Uh, and her winning tonight would have. Uh, Made me feel better about that happening in the future. Yeah, I'm definitely voting for uh, Lori Metcalf now. I don't know how I'll feel tomorrow when we see Itania. But Metcalf is getting my vote right now. Yes. Uh, but Hong Chao was, let's put it on record, Hong Chao was wonderful in downsizing. Yeah, she was very good. And as far and not, not to say that it's up to us to decide what is offensive toward a group of people that that is not us, but... Um, if she did base that accent on her parents and the way that the character is portrayed as a smart, competent, capable, ambitious political activist, you know, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see the it. harm. I don't see the harm. Um, supporting actor in any movie ever. Uh, your nominees were Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project, Army Hammer, Call Me By Your Name, Richard Jenkins, A Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards, Outside Ebbing, Missouri. We both did this before. We'd vote for Sam Rockwell. Yes. And he indeed did win. We've actually seen four of these. Look at that. Very nice. Who, uh, and you said your number two goes to J- uh, Jenkins, and I, I'd yes. probably vote for Willem. Uh, maybe Jenkins, but uh, certainly not Hammer. No, he's, he was great. I am going to uh, put it on the uh, on the vocal record. Uh, Stuhlbarg's lack of a nomination was an atrocity. <laughs> In which movie, though? Again. He's in so many. Uh, actually, uh, for Fargo. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, um... Uh, so, yeah, uh, Sam Rockwell is my number two. Richard Jenkins would be three. And you've been a fan of Rockwell for forever, so this is nice to see yeah. him get some recognition for Yeah, it is for nice for, uh, for Sam Rockwell to be on the uh, the major stage. Uh, less nice for me to be finding out, as it happens, that uh, apparently it's a big controversy. Yeah, you'll have to read about that. Yeah. Let me know what you think. People uh, people don't care for it. Yeah. Celebrating racism or something. I no. haven't gotten the details is it, yet. Is it? That's not uh, my understanding of the film, but what the hell do I know? <clears throat> I'm just some asshole. That's right. Just some racist. Uh, best performance by an actress. See, a- here, hmm? he, not, he never struck me as like... Like, him being a racist didn't seem to be the thing. He seemed more sort of generally hateful. Well, they mentioned that he was a racist several times. Well, yeah, I mean, he uh, he exhibited that hate uh, in many acts of racism, sure. But he seemed uh, less drawn. He said the N-word. Well, so did Francis McDormand. Okay. <laughs> they said the N-word. That's bad. You that, can't say that word. That's true. That was the crux of the scene. You can't say that anymore. Oh boy. I don't know. I'm not going to... I certainly can't litigate the whole thing now, but uh, I don't know. It's an interesting question. 
Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy, your nominees were Judy Dench, Victorian Abdul, Helen Mirren, The Leisure Seeker, Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan, Lady Bird, Emma Stone, Battle of the Sexes. See, this is why you can't split these fucking categories. I, I haven't seen The Leisure Seeker. I'm sure it might be fine. Uh, I never will see The Leisure Seeker. <laughs> I have nothing against it. It's just... If she I, gets nominated for Best I, Actress, I can she will. tell it's not going to happen. Uh... But like, what the fuck? This is this is a category of like three and a half, and then uh, Emma Stone is unfortunately the half. She was very good in the movie, but like that role's not a thing anymore. Came and went. Oh, you mean just like the, the her actual role, not yeah. the type of role? Yeah, like we're we're not we're not to, we're not sitting here being like who amongst these five nominees? It's like all right, we have three nominees, right. and we need to fill a category. But we could fill it though. Like, uh, well, sure, but we don't have an award show. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, splitting it up does make sense because there are people that you could fill that role with, and I'm trying to find. Apparently not. Sure, you can. Zoe Kazan, The Big Sick. What about uh, Aubrey Plaza for Ingrid Goes West? Yeah, I Jenny mean, Slate, Landline. Zoe Lister Jones, Band Aid. But if if they're not going to do it, then. Like that—that's all that matters. Whether or not but they do it, we have to give them the chance. Not whether or not it could be done. But we ha- ha- we did give them the chance. But they have before. Yeah, and they we, also we, haven't before. We looked. I know, but it, but it's it's if 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 it means that someone like Haley Steinfeld can be nominated for The Edge of Seventeen, mm-hmm. or that Melissa McCarthy and Amy Schumer can be nominated for Spy and Trainwreck. Uh, then, then it's 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 worth it. Right? Greta Gerwig and, and Julie Depp was nominated for Before Midnight. That is not a comedy. Nah, everybody. They did sing though. That is, remember the musical number from the award-winning lyricist. Bananas. I mean, Emma Stone being nominated Alone. in 2010 for Easy A was wonderful. I mean, if, if 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 it's possible to get these kind of recognitions for these comedic performances, I think that that's wonderful. And if we have to throw in a leisure seeker, or a salmon fishing in the Yemen, or a quartet, you know, I guess that's fine. I have no, I, I have very little problem with it. I don't know. This uh, this this I think all uh, all stems back to the conversation that we and many others occasionally have of uh, whether or not there is uh, any sort of inherent difference between comedy and drama. Uh, in terms of like evaluation and uh, recognition, right. deserving, and it's a uh, it's a very broad conversation that it's hard to come to a conclusion on. Uh, but I don't know. It just it it bugs me to see that when it happens. It like, does half the you. time. Yeah. Uh, but Saoirse won it. Yeah, that was lovely. It She's was. a lovely, lovely girl. Looked yeah. like Tilda Swinton. She did. She looks like a like a baby Tilda Swinton. <laughs> She's lovely in, in, and In 30 gracious. years, we're going to find her on the Snowpiercer train. And, uh, well, I hope she has a more prosperous career. I hope she's more in the limelight than Tilda is. Not that Tilda's a bad career. Just, yeah. I want Saoirse to be headlining movies. Um, and deservedly so for the win. I thought it'd go to Margot. Um, this doesn't, you know, Margot's the front runner, arguably, for actress. There's like five <coughs> front runners for actresses Saoirse. Margot, Francis, maybe Meryl, depending on how sad goes. But I really thought that Margot would take this. I don't think that it necessarily means that Saoirse is in the lead 
over Margot right now. I uh, think that it means that uh, I think it's good for Lady Bird more than it's bad for Margot. But I thought she'd win. Best performance by an actor in a musical or comedy. Your nominees were Steve Carell, Battle of the Sexes, Ansel Elgort, Baby Driver, Hugh Jackman, The Greatest Showman, James Franco, The Disaster Artist, and Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out. Noah, you've seen four of these. Who's getting your vote? Um, Kaluuya. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with uh, Franco gets my vote. Yeah, no, I think it is Franco for me, too. Franco gets my vote. Uh, Kaluuya is a close second. Uh, and he won. And he gave a cool speech, brought Tommy up and his brother Dave. And he's a weird dude, that James Franco. He is. But he gave a very... He, he gets seemed, weirder every year. He seemed genuinely excited, though, and grateful to win it, so that's nice. And he'll probably be nominated for an Oscar for it, so expect Tommy Wiseau to be walking that red carpet. Once um, again, barred from speech. Yeah. Uh, I, if Daniel Kaluuya would have won, it would have been uh, pretty decent for his Oscar chances, again, just because his name would be in the conversation more. Yeah. But... Um, I don't think this necessarily hurts him, but it's nice for Franco. He, I think he cements himself with this, but I have no idea. Uh, best Actress in a Drama. Your nominees were Frances McDormand, Three Billboards, Jessica Chastain, Molly's Game, uh, Meryl Streep, The Shape of Water. Nope. Meryl Streep, The Post, Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water, Michelle Williams, All the Money in the World. Noah, you've seen three of these. Who are you giving it to? Frances McDormand. Okay. Not who I'd give it to, but... Uh, Francis uh, won, uh, which I is... I believe your selection is Sally? It is Sally. Yes. I'm giving it to Sally Hawkins. But uh, Francis is great, and she gave a... I mean, she seemed, like, pumped. Yeah. To yeah. be there. She, she, uh, she, she was smiling all throughout the show. Remember gr- grumpy Francis McDormand? Yeah. Think of the She's past. She's a classic. Think of the past. Uh, I, th- I did enjoy how <laughs> she came up and was like, listen, guys... We don't want to be here. It's the end of the night. I'm going to give a short speech. Then she just gave a regular speech. Yeah. Aired, aired a little on the long side, I thought. She, she got excited. She got, yeah. uh, she got giddy. Like, good for her. Talk as long as you want. Yeah. I'm into it. I just, <laughs> but I'm you just, felt juked. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. You come up and be like, all right, we're going to get out of here. But first, here are nine things. I have she, a treatise to read. Um, I say for now she puts herself in the front runner position. Especially with how well the film did overall. Yeah. Uh, best performance by an actor in a drama: Timothy Chalamet, Call Me by Your Name; uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread; Tom Hanks, The Post; Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour; Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel, Esquire. <sighs> Have you decided between Oldman and uh, Chalamet for your personal ballot? Oh God, um, no. Okay. Uh, uh, I haven't either. I I really don't know. Um, but Gary Oldman did win, uh, continuing his, despite this weird backlash of, like, people thinking that he doesn't have a chance in hell, uh-huh. uh, he's gonna steamroll this to an Oscar, which is yeah. nice, he deserves it, it's a good, it's a really great performance, I, it w- didn't blow my shit out like I thought it would, it didn't shatter my world, but, um, but it's, it's still, it's quite the transformation. I agree, I'll give you a, uh... A little, uh, a little preview for uh, when we uh, reveal these lists to each How other. I guess um, neither of them <laughs> are my current front runner for best actor. Oh, can I guess, or do you not want to spoil it? Uh, you can guess, but I won't tell you. Can you tell me your nominees, and I'll guess? You uh, won't tell me. I won't tell you right here. Hey, what the fuck is the point? Uh, are they both in your five? Yes, they are uh, currently uh, buying for two Who and three. Shit. All right, give give me your nominees then. I uh, oh god. All right. You know you're uh, gonna end up telling me right now, but go ahead. Yeah, we'll see how long we right. can play it. I'll give you a. 
First, I'll give you Gary Oldman, obviously. Uh-huh. Timothy Chalamet. All right, I'm going to guess. All this right. is fun. Hang on. All right. All right, I'm going to throw some names out at you. I know and I know you do not have Andy Serkis in there. Correct. Do you have Franco? I do. Okay. He's part of the five. Franco. Pattinson? Yes. Okay, so it's four. Wait, for what? No, this is Best Actor. Okay, so yeah. No, he was because he was very good in uh, The Lost City of Z, but oh. he was supporting. Okay. Hell of a year for Pattinson. Is it is it Ch- Charlie Hunnam for The Lost City of Z? No. Okay. Um, oh, man. There's a fifth one. Yeah, I, well, I know there is. I'm just filling air. It's not Kumail. No. No. Uh, See, this is interesting to me. It's no one from Detroit. Because I assume you're just going down your uh, movies. Colin Farrell. Yes. (laughs) And now, as soon as I saw Killing a Sacred Deer, I I get a sense of where the Killing of a Sacred Deer is. I don't care. It's at 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're like, uh, I know. I figured it out. No, I just mean based on. uh, It might surprise you to learn that it's above Spider Man. Not in any no. order. Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, The Beguiled, and Molly's Game. Uh, no. It's not, I mean, I think it should be above all those things. Okay. So uh, run run me through the, those five. Okay. So we got Chalamet, Oldman, Franco, uh, Pattinson, and yeah. Farrell. You're giving it to Farrell. I'm not. You to Pattinson? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Pattinson's leading the pack. I don't Pattinson. have... I'll give you mine, although I don't have a... Uh, a winner picked out. Okay. I don't do that till later. But I have Timothy uh, Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, James Franco, The Disaster Artist, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour, Robert Pattinson, Good Time, and I have Andy Serkis, War for the Planet of the Apes. You have Pattinson nominated. Very cool. Yeah, I love to get, I, What are you talking about? Why don't you think I like movies? <laughs> I do think you like movies. You're like, oh, you have that nominated. How weird. I... I I, I, I remember... I have Good Time at 15 on my I, list. I remember a while back I mentioned how high Good Time I was on my list I at the time. I might have been surprised. Yeah, I have it at 15. I mean, I thought it was great. Yeah. I have it at 15. I mean, it's a, very, it's a very strong field. I'm glad to see him stand out. You might be surprised to uh, know that it's above Thor Ragnarok and Blade Runner 2049, as well as The Killing of a Sacred Deer. <laughs> well, it uh, should be above most of those things. Yeah. Uh... Anywho, that was fun. Uh, it was. I mentioned this to you uh, while we were watching the show, but I found out tonight uh, just how much I actually want Gary Oldman to win <laughs> yeah, an Oscar. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah, uh, that w- that was another moment. Uh, less so than when uh, Lady Bird won comedy, but uh, seeing Gary Oldman win and walk up there and give a speech, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is cool. I'm into it. Uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, and do this. What? Uh, what is happening over there? Nothing. Don't worry about me. Okay, cool. Uh, you done like your old one? I got you. You done? Yeah, that's all. I just I, I'm a, whether whether or not Oldman ends up being my favorite performance or just like the biggest capital A acting yeah. showy performance of the year. I don't give a shit. Give him the Oscar. I think it's between him and Chalamet right now. Yeah. But uh, Chalamet would also be fine. He was outstanding. Oh, I, I don't mean for my. I think I think I, I mean in general. I feel like For the if, Oscar? If, yeah, I feel yeah, like no, Day, that's, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would be fine if Chalamet beat him just because... I feel uh, like if Dan Day-Lewis is going to make a play, it might have been here. Yeah. But, well, I don't know. Garrick Sauer is a very European film. So, uh, Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. The nominees were The Disaster Artist, Get Out, The Greatest Showman, Lady Bird, and I, Tanya. 
Yeah, I mean, gotta be Ladybird. Haven't seen a ton of those. Not for me. Oh, I see. Sure. All yeah. right. Uh, I'd pick it out, but Ladybird is right there. Very close. It's a great, great lineup, though. Take out Greatest Showman. You got, you got some, some good ones there. Yeah. Um, but Labor did win, and it was nice. We got to see Greta on stage, and she was. I mean, it was the closest. I didn't say this when you were talking about Greta because I knew we were going to talk about it again. But it was the closest I've ever come to thinking, um, oh, I could cry during someone getting an award. Yeah. Like I didn't cry, but I was like, I, if, if this went on longer. I, I could get there. Yeah, that's, that's it was like, so I, lovely. I, I, I felt that exact same thing. And it made me go, I want her to win an award. Yeah. It was like your Gary Oldman moment. I think that she'll win screenplay, and I'm very excited for that. I think she'll I think she'll win original screenplay. I don't think Martin necessarily will win. Although if three billboards win screenplay, it's winning picture. I'm gonna say that on Oscar night. But um, no, I think that she's gonna. I just she's uh, she's lovely and she works. She you could, this is the whole movie's a labor of love and she's so fucking talented and and wonderful. So good for her. Um, but, but motion picture drama, the most coveted award of the night. <laughs> Obviously, comedies and musicals suck. <laughs> Dramas are real art. That's Go on. right. All right. Well, thank you for. Uh, Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. What do you give it? Are you giving it to Three Billboards? Is that highest on your list? I would give it to, I guess, yeah, Three Billboards is what I have, I guess, as well. Um, But I have to see Dunkirk again, and that might overtake it, but... uh, I mean, that's a damn good line. You, you mentioned that when they said the nominees. That's a damn yeah. good lineup of movies. Yeah, it is. That is a damn good lineup. Three Billboards did win. It was nice. They capped off four wins. They they came in here uh, with uh, six nominations, and they won four of those fucking awards. Yeah. Um, and especially when you consider they won uh, screenplay, supporting actor, actress, picture. You're surprised they didn't throw a director in there, but it was nice of them to... To uh, float it around. Now, let me ask something. No, you've seen uh, Three Billboards Calling by Your Name, Dunkirk, uh, and Shape of Water. Yes. I'm going to list some past groupings. I want you to tell me how they stack up. Okay. okay. And I will omit I, I will omit one. All right. I'm just going to put this little bit of personal trivia out there uh, in terms of groups. This is personal trivia? Well, just in the sense that uh, of those four movies, uh, they are all currently inside of my top ten for the year. Yeah. Three of them are inside of my top five for the year. Is that a bad year. noise? Three of them. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not fucking around. I love those movies. Um, so go on. Listen. I have. Hang on. God damn it. <laughs> Do it now. At me. I was stalling hang so on. that you could gather. So no, I'm all set. So so you you have so say it again. You have how many of those four? All, all four of those are inside of my top ten. Mine as well. Me as well. Uh, Mine as well. Yeah, uh, and three of them are inside of my top five. One. Two, three. Yeah. Me too. I bet we have the same three in our top five as well. Um, okay, so, and I, I will omit one, uh, be it a uh, Hacksaw Ridge or a uh, Room. Okay. Just something to yeah. take place of the post. Yeah, because we're omitting the post. Yeah. We don't know if, how good it is. So, 2016. Yes. Uh, Moonlight, yeah. Hell or High Water, Lion, Manchester by the Sea. Very good lineup. This one, or am I am I saying whether it's better than this one? Uh huh. Okay, this one's better. It's called King of the Hill. Yeah, King of the Hill this year. Okay. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm not voting. I mean, it's a, uh, mm. and I, I will, I will single out. Uh, I enjoyed Lion very much. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was that was the weak link though. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 2015, The Revenant, Carol, Mad Max Fury Road, Spotlight. Uh, oof, oof, oof! You got Carol I taking mean, again, that lion Carol's spot. A weak link. Uh, Weaker than the, lion. Yeah, it's but true is, for me, but at is least. Spotlight and uh, Mad Max uh, stronger than what Carol's was, what weakness? Was the, third one? the Revenant. The Revenant. Yeah. Uh, oh shit! Oh dear! Oh um, my god! Now I'm taking this here. Oh, <laughs> 2014. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's two or like two. Okay, but uh, we'll go with we'll go. Uh, man, did you hate uh, the Imitation Game or the Theory of Everything more? Imitation Game, right? No, the Theory of Everything was worse. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I great. believe. But you like the performances more in the Theory of Everything to the Imitation Game. The Imitation uh, Game has been a Cumberbatch computer. Yeah. No, I. I think the Theory of Everything had two performances that were worth talking about. Yeah. Uh, Imitation Game, I don't think. Uh, it, Kieran Knightley was anything special, so I think it just had the one. But you're still going with the Imitation Game I think is more. Imitation Game was better. Okay, so then the Imitation Game, mm-hmm. uh, Foxcatcher, okay. Selma, and uh-huh. Boyhood. Yeah, that's. I mean, this this year, it's get, it's it, it's gonna be really hard to unseat it with two movies. Okay, 2013. Okay, I don't care. Don't don't look. Stop looking at the time. All right. Uh, this, this is too cycle. much fun. I don't care. People can turn this off if they want. Um, uh, R- Rush? Okay. Oh, shit. Rush was good. No, I know. But which one would you like me to admit? No. I feel like Philomena is the one you want me to admit then. I didn't see Philomena. Terrific. Believe. Rush, Gravity, <laughs> Captain Phillips, or 12 Years a Slave? This year. Yeah. Um. Didn't, didn't love Gravity. Okay. Rush was perfectly good. Captain Phillips was perfectly good. Twelve Years Slaves an all timer. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, o- omitting Life of Pi. Yeah. The fuck out of here with that. <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty. Uh-huh. Lincoln. Django. Argo. This year. I need to see Argo again, man. Me too. Uh, it's ooh, very good. One, two, three, four. There's six nominees in this one, so I get to take two uh-huh. out. I will omit the help because okay. you haven't seen it. And Ides of March. Okay. Because it wasn't good. Right. <laughs> well, would you prefer that or Hugo? Hugo you also haven't seen Warhorse, so Hugo staying in. Okay. Moneyball, Hugo, The Descendants. Wait. Nah, not even close. <laughs> All right, fine. I refuse to answer. 2010. I don't understand 2010. The question. 2010. Got, you got a winner? Hold on to your butts. Here we go. go. Uh, you got it? Yeah, I Great. got my butt. Right. <laughs> Omitting the fighter or the king's speech? I think probably the fighter. I, I liked both. I don't know. It doesn't really I'll, matter. I'll do the fighter. Okay. No, I don't think either is going to tip the scales. The King's Speech, Inception, mm-hmm. Black Swan, The Social Network. All right. Whoa. All right. King's Speech, Black Swan, Social... I'm sorry. I missed one. Black Swan, Social Network, King's Speech. Inception. Inception. All right. Uh, Social Network. Obviously, an all time. All time, or my favorite movie of all time. Uh, and that's uh, it's very far up there for me. Uh, Inception, very good. Uh, I think again, uh, we said earlier, neither of us was clamoring for it. Uh, no, but I love Inception. Things, so it's very good. Uh, oof, man, shit. 
You have your list up? Are you looking at yours as yeah. well? Yeah, I'm looking at mine as well. Uh, the King's Speech, Inception, Black Swan, The Social Network. I also love Black Swan. You do. Uh, There's another Aronofsky movie sitting there. Bated Breath. Uh, no, this year. On it. This year? Yeah, this year. All right, 2009. I'm going until I get one. Avatar. <laughs> All right. The Hurt Locker, Inglorious Bastards, Omitting Precious. Yes. Up in the Air. This one. Okay. This year. 2008. I'm, all right. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to stop you at 2007. We're so close. No, we can do it. Just shut up. Let's go. No, we're Two, I'm, I'm stopping you at 2008 obviously is not going to go. Okay. Right? But, Slumdog Button Nixon yeah. Revolutionary Road. Week. I think 2007 is Ooh, one two the there are a lot a of nominees though. But that means I can play around with them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, give, me the, give me the top 4 from I have 2007. Four, right? Okay. Atonement? Uh-huh. Oh, no. It's the fourth one. Uh... How long has it been since you've seen Eastern Promises? I'm going. I'm sticking with Atonement. Atonement? Yeah. Michael Clayton? Yeah. There Will Be Blood? Yeah. No Country? Yeah, that's the, that's the year. <laughs> we did it! That one's better. And uh, I think Eastern Promises swapped out for Atonement that year still wins. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I, I told you it would be very hard for uh, two movies to overtake these, uh, but No Country and There Will Be Blood might be those two movies. Might have been them. And also Michael Clayton's outstanding. For yeah, sure. 2007 a good fucking year. It would have been a while until we got another one, too. Yeah, that would have taken... I'm glad you... I'm worried that you just picked it just to get out of this. I did No, I didn't. Okay, terrific. Great. Um, let's move on to the final thing. Oprah motherfucking Winfrey. Oprah. All right, so Oprah wins the Cecil B. DeMille. Featuring Huh? Featuring Stedman. Stedman is wonderful. Stedman, can you imagine being Stedman? <laughs> no, I don't understand Stedman. You, you're nice to her. You, you talk. You have a nice friendship. Maybe they sleep together. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't get. I don't. I don't understand how she and Stedman exist on the same plane. But just imagine being Stedman and just looking out and being like, you know, she's like, we're going here, and you're like, okay. Yeah. No, like I, I, I'm not kidding. The existence of Stedman is uh, is baffling to me. I can't wrap wrap my mind around that being a couple of any sort. Right. Well, he exists. So. No kidding. Oprah Winfrey wins the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Yes. Not just for her work in film, which is arguably limited, although she is great in The Color Purple. Yeah. And they did mention that other movie that I can't think of right now that she's very good in from 1998. But for being Oprah. But for being Oprah. Yeah. For her, and also, we've mentioned several times, the Golden Globe also celebrates television. Yeah. And who's more of a television icon than Oprah Winfrey? Yeah. But this is a... I, I feel like this kind of speaks to the power of Oprah. Yeah. That like that it didn't even occur to me like oh of course she's a television icon <laughs> it's just like yeah she's Oprah she qualifies yeah. she can win the lifetime um, achievement award at the ESPYS and yeah I'm like, giving uh-huh. shit yeah sure yeah Oprah Oprah she <laughs> watches she knows sports Oprah's eligible Oprah should be in your Hall of Fame she's had sport people sports people on her show Oprah should be in uh, the baseball Hall of Fame yeah. Oprah should be in all the halls of fame as little impact as she has had on our lives yes. Um, Not a huge Oprah head, personally. Specifically, uh, we can feel the love and everything that she's done for the community around her. And uh, I personally think it's wonderful. And uh, she seems like a genuinely nice and caring person. Agreed. Um, She gave away cars, schools in Africa. (laughs) That was a a big thing. Um, 
And so Reese Witherspoon gave a perfectly fine introduction of her. Uh, yes. They did it for a movie, although Ava DuVernay was sitting right there. Um, but Reese Witherspoon's a fine public speaker. She's she's that kind of person who's genuinely excited yeah. um, and everything. And again, she's uh, she's in the early stages of cementing her role as a a, a godmother titan in yeah. the entertainment industry. Now, uh, so sure, uh, she gets to introduce Oprah, who she will become in ten years. Now, last year Meryl Streep won yes. and gave that firecracker of a speech, that was just, a very good speech, just before Trump's inauguration a few weeks before, and set the world on fire. Leading to Trump saying that she was overrated and all this stuff. Right. Um, Hilarious. Could did you? Th- <laughs> you know what I like about Trump? He's a He's... stable genius. <laughs> no. That's what I hate about him. What I like about him is that he's so funny. Yeah, I I like that uh, the whole stable genius thing has caught on a little more than some of his past uh, catchphrases. <laughs> I don't know why that's caught on more than him saying I'm like really smart. I don't know. I mean, like there's there's so many things you could go down the list. Stable genius isn't like inherently better right. than like a I lot of. I just like the... the wording of I'm like really smart. Anyway, it's, uh, <laughs> did you imagine that anyone would come in here and give a more impactful speech than Merrill's? Um, no. But if anybody could do it. Yeah, but as it was happening, like I wasn't surprised. Yeah, yeah. Thinking back, if you had said beforehand, do you think that anything's, do you think anything tonight's gonna blow that out of the water? I'd be like, no. And then yeah, as soon as you're I'm like, oh okay, yeah, yeah, this makes sense. Oh right, this An feels icon. right. <laughs> but it was. It was a phenomenal speech. It spoke about um, that uh, that uh, Reese Taylor, who I've never heard of before, that yeah, activist. Yeah. I didn't know Rosa Parks was an investigator. Where's where's that limited series slash miniseries slash TV movie? Nah, she's. I would watch that in a second. All we need to know is she was a lady on a bus. Her just no, I know that's <laughs> all we know. But her walking up to people and being like, uh huh, and uh, what what were you wearing or what were yeah. you doing? What's this over here? Would have been fun- oh so good. So anyway, does she have a badge? Is she that kind of oh, investigator. She flashes a badge for sure. Flashes badge. Uh huh. Um. Can Kerry Washington play her? And she talked about uh, this woman, Reese Taylor, and she talked about her own mother and seeing Sidney uh, Poitier win for Lilies of the Field um, when she was a child and, and all this stuff. And and and, and it, it, it was stunning. And when and you could feel the whole room hang on her word when she said that Reese Taylor died like 11 days ago. Mm. Everyone was like, holy shit, because we didn't know she existed. It wasn't. It wasn't that we didn't know she existed. It was that she would. She, we didn't know she existed, and she was like alive. And we, you know, people could have talked to her, right? Yeah. She could have been a thing, and she wasn't. I think that was the most impactful part of that for me. But then she starts talking about um, the 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 Me Too, and and I'm gonna read a little bit of it. But something very funny happened uh, when she specifically said. Um, so I want all the girls watching here and, and now to know that a new day is on the horizon. In my living room, a light 
flashed, it got brighter and darker, and then the TV froze. Yeah. It didn't the light did not go out. No. Like, there wasn't a power. It just out. got brighter. It got brighter and then went back to normal. Like like the dawn. Which like is, hope. Which is not a thing that happens. Like 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 Oprah saying a new day is on the horizon and then it was like our future became brighter for a moment. Yeah, it was like and fucking that, And then the TV broke. The TV broke and I had to unplug <laughs> the cable box and plug it back in and we missed the best director presentation. It was the most crazy thing. So we did miss the end of her speech. We finally got to, 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 to hear it, and it was just, it, it, it really made you like hopeful. It was this thing where like you know, Merrill's was about like anger, right? About yeah. like the press believing in the press and you know, stop trying to fight us and all this kind of stuff. And and Oprah's was like, fuck those people. <laughs> Who cares about them? We're gonna do it here, together. And and and. Uh, it was great. She didn't alienate. She she mentioned um, every man who chooses to listen, and she mentioned a lot of magnificent women, many of whom are right here in this room tonight, and some pretty phenomenal men fighting hard to make sure they become leaders who take us to a time when nobody ever has to say me too again. She It was this all-encompassing thing because I feel like it's really important, and it's not necessarily necessary because men are smart enough to get it but i do think it's important to have this whole me too and women's solidarity thing to stress the idea that that women are standing up for themselves and we are here to do that as well with them and for them to support them you know yeah. what i mean yeah it's something that can be lost in the shuffle this whole like um you know women are taking their power back but it's like no but we, we don't just stand by and 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 do nothing we support them and help them and and give them the courage and the strength in the room to do that, you know? Um, but it was, it was a fucking hell of a speech yeah. and, uh, she crushed it. Uh, it's something that I'm going to watch again tomorrow. Um, it was great. And, uh, I mean, if she wants to run, she has the funds, she has the likability. I don't know if she has the qualifications, but that is a hell nope. <laughs> that is a get out of here. That is a hell of a thing to put on your website to we're announce not, you at the start of your campaign. We're not all gonna sit around and accept that this door is just open forever. We're gonna shut it. We're gonna lock it. We're gonna fucking set off a small bomb that drops rocks in front of it. That was a downsizing <laughs> joke. Obviously, no one got it but me. <laughs> Everyone got it. Now, no, go I, on. I, I. I, I who who would you pick to run then, right now? Right now, yeah. who would I pick? Ma- to make run a bill, and it can't be the Rock. It cannot be the Rock. It would not be. the And rock. then we're going to talk about why that's a tunnel. The Rock. <laughs> By the way, as much of a fan I am of the Rock, it is uh-huh. a terrible idea for him to run for president, and he it is nothing like he is expecting, and it will not work out. I agree. So but pick a pick a ticket, and then we'll go. All right. Am I picking a real ticket uh-huh. or a celebrity nope, ticket? No, a real one. I hate a real ticket. All right. All right. Um, You're so oh sure celebrities dear. can't do it, so think of a real ticket. <laughs> All right. A real ticket is Elizabeth Warren for okay. president. For president. For president. All right. Her vice president is... Oh. Biden. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Roll him back. Michelle, Warren Obama, <laughs> Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison. I don't know who that is. He's uh, the vice chairman of the DNC. Oh, okay. He's also uh, a senator from. Uh... Shit, I don't know. Uh, maybe he's a congressman. 
is part of Congress. Uh, one of them. He's uh, <laughs> when uh, he's, I believe he's the uh, the first Muslim elected. Oh. Uh, he's who Roy Moore was talking about when he said that Muslims shouldn't allowed to serve, be well, allowed to serve in Congress. No, they. How's that guy? You have to put your hand on a Bible, and he doesn't believe in the Bible. So, if so facto, no senator. I don't know if you know, but that's not the rule. Huh? What do you mean? It's, it's I know. I put my hand on the Bible several times. I don't think you did. Oh, they're just going to do the tapper thing. No, not the whole thing. All right, fine. Put uh, a spin on it. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll call it, we'll wrap it up. It's very political ending yes. of our show. Um, <laughs> On our next podcast, Brian picks a ticket. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, guys, uh, this is it for us on this podcast. Next we have... i, I got to make a schedule. I'm Probably guessing, the return of How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, January, uh, January 18th, so a week from this Thursday. Yes. It will be back and we'll be able to watch that, including our run-up to the scandal How to Get Away with Murder uh, crossover event where we get a two-hour episode to watch. Oh God! Because we're gonna have to watch Scandal. Uh huh. Oh, boy, <laughs> it'll be a whole evening, my friend. It'll be great. At least it's Joshua gonna... Molina will probably be on that. Why are you not doing a three-hour? <laughs> what is Gray's just gonna be its own thing, and yeah. then it's just gonna be Scandal on go with Murder? Yeah, Gray's will just be like Asher has to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> he swallowed like a bottle cap, like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta get fixed. Yeah, that's it. But it. they have to keep their hand inside of him because the bottle cap's like pressing against his uh, appendix, no. and they don't want it to rupture. No. Uh, yeah, and then he he leaves the hospital and then he blows <laughs> so up. Turns out it's a, it's a bomb. <laughs> from a bottle cap said, shaped runs bomb. Runs in and goes no. It was an assassination <laughs> attempt from uh, Aceveda, DA Denver. Tried to kill him with a bottle. <laughs> he made a bomb. He's like, Ash will probably swallow this. Do you remember the end right. of How Do You Do With Murder this se- this, really. this half season when there was a baby? <laughs> and she pulled the baby out of the elevator. Yeah, it was fucked <laughs> it was up. Like really tiny. Not on board. <laughs> it was really gross. Giving it CPR with it like so, her pinky. It was so good. Nah, nah. <laughs> Fuck that. All right, guys. See, that's how much fun we have talking about how to get away with murder. So and you should the listen. Glo- so you should... <laughs> we're going to say past Golden the Golden Girls. Girls. <laughs> You're going to say Golden Girls. Nah. I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. Never seen the Golden Girls. Let's go watch it now. Nah. All right. I have a streak to maintain. <laughs> oh, I'll show you an episode at some point. All right. Um... Guys, I gotta wrap it up, but that's how much fun we have talking about how to get away with murder. So obviously, you should listen to How to Get Away with a podcast. You get that all the time. Obviously. So we'll be back. We'll be back a week from Thursday. The 18th is when that airs. So who knows when our thing will go up Thursday or Friday or Friday or Saturday of that uh, week. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this. It's the beginning of award season. Check back on our website. We'll have lists and top tens and worst tens. No, let's give us a preview. Name one movie on your worst ten. All right. While I wrap it up, well, just a random one. Uh, the Dark the, Tower. The Dark Tower Real will bad. be talked no about. Way that's getting knocked out. <laughs> that will be talked about, baby. Um, so look out for that. Our website is oatspodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at oatspodcast. I'm on Twitter at Brian Dasurber, D A S U R B E R. And I'm on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I frequently uh, like things that are funny. <laughs> 
I try, I say to myself, you should tweet more, and then I don't. Um, <laughs> both of us. <laughs> think of a good tweet, you idiot. Why can't you? They can. <laughs> and then I can't, and I don't, and I go to bed. Um, but if you want to just follow nonsense, that's where to do it. Uh, we're also on Facebook.com slash Podcast. Uh, we don't update that, but it'd be nice if you liked it. Um, so that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Oh, It's a Podcast presents On Golden Pod for a Golden Globes podcast. I have been your host, Brian. I've been your host, Noah. Happy Golden Globes, everybody. This is an exciting time, and Happy New Year, everyone. 2018. Yeah. Let's make it better. Sure. Thank you for listening, and here, as always, is your Simpsons quote of the day. Okay, Newhouse, let's try out the new cup. <laughs> Again. <laughs>